0: Drew said that we'd win that game. Heck, I said we'd score 45. But we ain't afraid to bask in our shame. And the season is still alive. Purdue just likes to shoot themselves in the foot. Which is really frustrating considering when the offense looks good, it looks really good! So, welcome to Boiler Up Down South, where we put our money where
1: our collective mouth is. Welcome to Boiler Up Down South. That was the uh, lovely Garrett Sherman uh, taking us into our episode today um, with a, you know, Song of Lament. Yeah, uh, growing up in the South, I always thought it was uh, very fun to make quick,
0: easy country songs because they are quite easy and quite easy to make in terms of lyrics as well. So uh, that song is called, in my Southern accent, The Badgers
1: Kicked Our Butt. Yeah, and you know, pretty easy game to write a sad country song about uh, if you're a Purdue fan because, whew, uh, another game where I... uh... Rudo played all right and lost.
0: Man, they play so well in like short flashes of excellence, and then, then bad. something something dumb happens that they did to themselves.
1: Oh, god, ruins a Friday night, Garrett. It did it totally. It just like it took all Friday night, and then it was sad at the end.
0: I, I really didn't want to go this far, but I, I could have said, I should have been at Cedar Shoals High School here in Athens watching Haskell football. But no, I mean, I did like what I saw offensively at, at a lot of points, and that's, again, what is so hard to watch about Purdue this year. is just, oh, man, they do so well at certain times. You're doing great, sweetie. Keep it up. And then they shoot themselves in the foot. Speaking
1: of doing great, sweetie, uh, we're going to take this to commercial break, and... Uh pay some bills, and maybe get a drink of water and return in a few minutes. So, see y'all after the break. Welcome back. Hope y'all stayed with us. Obviously, you did if you're still listening to me. So, congratulations. Um, Garrett, I want to give you a stat. I want you to just, like, forget the Purdue loss, 38-17, to Okay. I'm just going to give you a stat. A no-context. If no I didn't cont- watch this game... If you didn't uh, watch this game, and I told you that Tanner Mordecai would go 7-27 for 174 yards in an interception against Purdue, what would you say would have happened? Well, if it was a
0: different Wisconsin offense, my first... and it, Like, if this was last year, previous year Wisconsin, like... My first initial reaction is, you know, they probably just ran all over us, and that's how they won. Uh, wait, I didn't watch the game. I didn't know who won or lost. Uh, just kidding, I do. Um, but if you had told me in this year Tanner Mordecai and their new kind of spread offense was going to go 7 for tw- 27, you said? 17
1: of 27. 17 of 27? 174, 174 yards. 174
0: yards. I'd be like, okay, we limited them offensively very well. Right. That's... They scored 38 points
1: right so like man that's it's, I mean the run game they just they once again was the story it's been the story we, we could have recorded this 10 years ago actually and y'all wouldn't even know like maybe we did record this 10 years ago and like we're just uh, editing in names now yeah man that Carly Rae Jepsen song is oh, really we, hot right now oh my god is that 10 years ago well, honestly, like I, the the call me maybe
0: came out probably like 2011. I digress. Uh, about it. Okay. she's great. She's great.
1: Okay. Yes. Okay. Anyways, back back to the back to the subject. Hands. Um, it's hard to stay focused. Sorry. Yeah. No. Um, so Purdue just could not get out of their own way in the first half. It felt like every time they advanced 20 yards, there was a penalty. Uh, So many, they broke off like three or four big plays that just ended up, you know, nothing because of a holding call or just something stupid. And meanwhile, Wisconsin, you know, sort of built that lead uh, while Purdue was shooting themselves in the foot. And, you know, once you're down 21 to three and a half, it's uh, a long way back. You got to be pretty much perfect. (laughs)
0: Yeah, and I think what frustrated me the most with, as we were saying, big plays <clears throat> being negated by penalties, as has happened multiple times this year, um, it's like right when Mockady started to get hot, and he started to like get rhythm and the offensive line looked like they were doing their thing. Ryan Walter said in the press press conference today, he said, you know, we feel like right now we're, we're good at uh, figuring out what types of schemes our offensive line is good at, because obviously this is not a high level elite offensive line they're serviceable in very very many areas but this is not an elite offensive line and then mockaby starts to get hot and he breaks off the big long run and then boom another hold on grant um i hate to single out individual children who are you know probably seven years younger than i am but something has to be cleaned up um i don't think that's anything outside the obvious I mean speaking of the press conference even Ryan Walters said the exact same phrase like we need to clean that up Um, but right when Mockabee started to get going and right when the interior line looked like they were capable of moving people backward and creating holes just a big penalty and it's again we use this phrase all the time but it's shoot yourself in the foot disease
1: yeah. So, no, it was interesting, uh, what they sort of went to in the run game, um, that, uh, worked really well. Uh, and you saw in Tyrone Tracy, uh, really sort of take over as the lead back, um, in, they went to more of a, uh, wider splits, like the old Texas tech teams under Mike Leach where the, the, li- the, uh, linemen are, uh, further apart, uh, and then, then they just go sideways, and it's just like zone blocking sideways. And the running back just picks a hole and turns it up and goes. And that's what Tracy is good at. He had a really good game, eight carries, 84 yards. I think he's
0: the hottest hand on, on the offense right now.
1: Yeah, I mean, this dude might be – I can see him making himself some money this year uh, with the way he's playing, his ability to uh, both run the ball and play some receiver returning kicks. Uh You know, so good for him. I think uh, he's definitely putting his name out there uh, in terms of, uh, you know, players to watch in the Big Ten despite the Boilermakers' overall struggles. Um, The defense, uh, again, just, man, the run. Uh, Braden Allen, 16K, is almost exactly like last year. The 16 carries, 116 yards, uh, averaged uh, 7.2 yards a carry and two touchdowns. And then the quarterback run got us again for another two touchdowns. Um, everything else, like I said, the the <laughs> receiving looks or The defensive backs look fine in this game. You know, they gave up a couple big plays, but you're always going to give up a couple big plays in any sort of game. Uh, but... Um, just could not stop the run, and that's that's tough when you're playing a five man front and not being able to stop the run. That's uh, you're dedicating a lot of uh, resources to the uh, front line, and uh, if you're getting beat there, and if it's inefficient, then why are you dedicating so? Yeah, yeah, yeah. you're getting beat there. It's it's uh, it's tough to come back from because if they once they break that five man front, you know you've got one linebacker and then a bunch of safeties looking at you. Um, and so, um, I think Purdue's defensive line has to be better uh, at getting into the backfield, getting him down. Granted, Braylon Allen is a monster, like like he's bigger than our linebackers, I think. And so that was not helpful. And he's also faster, I think, which. Pretty killer combination. Yeah. Just all around better, I feel like, was the main issue, is that he was just better than we were, and uh, that was hard to overcome. Um and Tanner Mordecai, too, ran 14 carries, 44 yards. Like I said, another two touchdowns, as produced just hemorrhaging touchdowns to quarterbacks. Like, oh, my God, I feel like I want to go see if I can play for Illinois because I think I might be able to score a touchdown. <laughs> Well,
0: if you never played for Clemson, then I guess you still do technically have eligibility. Uh, I, I don't
1: think so. Oh, uh, God. I don't think your knees have eligibility, no, buddy. No, no. Oh, I slept wrong on my, like, shoulder and, like, oh it hurts. So, uh, yeah, but anyways. Um, oh, but, man, shout-out to Chesma Lucy, uh, Wisconsin's uh, back. That was nasty, dude. Oh, Gross. Uh, yeah poor dude oh man he's had problems his whole career uh with sort of knee injuries but just to get it, that sort of freaky uh accident there is his fifth year uh is uh oof especially in a game like that though where it was pretty under control when he went down um but anyways um also, we have to mention Garrett Miller as well,
0: because... Uh, oh, that was yeah, also gruesome. Yeah, Drew and I were watching in the, uh, in the same room, and we just both said almost simultaneously, he just broke the H-E double hockey sticks out of that finger. Yeah, um, um, yeah that
1: was... But
0: he probably won't be out, like, that long. It looked not as gruesome as, as like... It's, it's one you pop back into place if you've played enough sports, I guess. Uh.
1: Yeah, no, I think that he was back in the game later on. Yeah, but I think he had one fly through his hands, actually, probably because his finger was pointed in a weird angle beforehand. It uh, doesn't bend that way. Yeah, no, I was one of those where so you sort of look at it and go, oh, God, oh, oh. I've seen that happen to a few of my digits before, and... I think looking at it may be the worst part of the whole deal.
0: Yeah. I mean, you look down and, oh, yeah, I've been there. Been there.
1: Yeah. So, anyways. What what did
0: you like on defense, though? Because I will say the one thing I liked is that two weeks in a row, even if they were both losses, they were both hardcore effort interceptions on defense, like where they just wrestled it away from a receiver. Yeah. Um, The the coverage has come along a, l- a little bit better than I thought it was going to after the week one loss. Uh. Against Fresno State, so if there's one, I like how the secondary is coming along. Um, that's again, like that's the frustrating part. I like how everything's "quote unquote" coming along, but like, dude, the the secondary doesn't give up. This team doesn't give up because they're a second half team, obviously, as we've seen. So, like, you know,
1: or at least a third quarter
0: team. Third quarter. Maybe team. we're
1: just maybe we just need to do like if we're only gonna play well for one quarter. I feel like we really need to maybe put more effort into scoring a lot in that quarter because, like, maybe go outside and kick, I don't know, like, maybe score one touchdown because the problem is Purdue just can't sustain the attack because, like you said, they look, like, brilliant at times in the third quarter, man. That offense was moving, and then it just died. Well, if your
0: defense is on the field for that proportion of the game, like, They're going to be tired at some point. I don't care who you're playing. They're going to be tired at some point. If it's Hawaii, if it's Alabama, well, I guess Alabama's not a good excuse to use now, but... So let me just go ahead and say, if you're playing Georgia, <laughs> uh, uh, sorry everybody. Georgia
1: only plays for one quarter two, yeah. Yeah, dude, know. the, the
0: 2023 uh, Georgia Bulldogs are a heck of a drug because you know they make teams look competent for a little bit, and then they're like, no, nah, just kidding, we're Georgia. Yeah. Anyway, uh, so from produce, from Purdue's defense again, I like the development I am seeing. That being said, when they're on the field all the game, they're gonna be gassed, man. At some point, they're going to be gassed.
1: Yeah, that first first half really just sort of sapped um, probably just some legs there, but in the uh, fourth quarter, definitely on defense. Although, uh, yeah, I think you mentioned we've got like the coolest cornerback name uh, uh, who got the interception, uh, Bochtros Alessandro. I think that's right. Is that right? I'm so, that sounded so like,
0: Hey, if you mispronounce something, it means you read it.
1: Yeah, I was reading it. Um, Which lots of people don't read. <laughs> Anyways, um, that was a good pick. He, and he's been playing better. He got burned in the first game. He, I definitely he, he was on the uh, that the uh, receiving end of that first touchdown where he sort of bit up on a corner route and, and uh, Fresno walked in. And I feel like he has definitely been one of those players. The JUCO guy came in late. Uh, who has sort of settled into the secondary and has been making some plays. Uh, you know, still still working on some stuff, but uh, like you said, overall I feel like I didn't feel like Wisconsin was able to pick Purdue apart uh, through the air like we saw Fresno State do, and, and you know. Um, so that's progress. Of course, you don't have to do that when you're just grinding them into the dirt. Uh yeah, it'd be really, game. really cool if we could do that, but uh I mean, I guess like the super easiest play in football, I think, is just handing it to your running back and letting him just stampede his way through a defense. Uh, if if uh, four yards
0: at a time times three is correct, you keep getting first
1: downs. Yeah, no. And um so, sort of back to the drawing board, um, sort of moving forward. As I said, I think we need more of this defensive line, these outside linebackers, uh, both in the pass rush, getting into the backfield, the run game, getting some tackles for loss, getting some guys on the ground, not just sort of uh, touching them and then letting them run on by. Um, what? So, Garrett if you could have changed one thing in that game and it would have tilted it Purdue's way, what would, what would that have been? been? Well,
0: I mean, it's, it's kind of simple, but like, I've been talking about if you're reading hammer and rails, I've been talking about like the pace of the offense and like when things get going, they get going and they, they make defenses even look silly. It's not just like, Oh wow. Purdue's like kind of good. It's like they make defenses look silly at times when they're doing things really right. And If there's one thing I could change, again, it's quite simple, but if you score on the first drive and you show that you have the momentum necessary that you can potentially sustain, keep that train going down the track, have to do a train on the tracks reference at least once every few weeks. But, like, man, I really want to see Purdue come out in the first half and just hit somebody in the mouth on their first drive. I want to see them march down the field, even if it's a 10-minute drive, or if it's like a four four-play 76-yard drive or some with two ridiculous passes or something. I just want to see him come out and hit somebody in the mouth. Immediately. And then maybe they can find some sort of momentum. Because I used to be a person who thought, like, oh, the concept of momentum in a football game is a little bit silly. Either you're playing well or you're not. But I'm like, dude, if you start off a home game at night with a score, it's it's different than the alternative,
1: and I'll say this, man: the Purdue crowd is looking for something to cheer about. And, uh, dude, they were packed in, man! Shout out to
0: them! Yeah, Shout out to them!
1: They they kept the faith on Friday night, uh, and they stayed late. Yeah, I mean, I mean, maybe nothing else was going on in West Lafayette. I don't know, but uh, yeah, they were there, uh, showing the crowd shots in the third quarter when the, the Purdue started coming back, and it still looked uh, packed. So, uh, you know, I hope that continues. Uh, you know. I'm just glad that everybody
0: kind of has tempered expectations for a first-year head coach. I mean, not everybody, everybody. But it seems to be that uh, Purdue Nation in general is, like, still wanting to root for their team, which is what I hope of all fans of all teams, regardless of who somebody roots for.
1: I don't know. I hope
0: nobody roots for Auburn. Me too. Uh, you're, you're, I, I was a freshman at Georgia in their miracle play years when they got one against us, and then, of course, the kick six, and... Uh, I don't. uh, In the words of Early Kyler, I don't particularly care for Auburn. I do not
1: care for Auburn one bit. Um, Nick Fairley injured the Clemson quarterback. Oh, he did. He
0: did a dirty shot on uh, Uh, on our quarterback Aaron Murray as well, uh, Uh, and also their head coach is a terrible human being. So this is now an Auburn hatred.
1: uh. Okay, wait, wait, no, back. We're talking about Purdue because, oof, they lost to Wisconsin, dude. 38-17. 38 17 again and we missed our predictions where I, I, I predicted the way uh, Purdue victory he predicted
0: a close win I predicted a close win with a lot more points than Purdue scored
1: yeah and the, it, what's terrible is it doesn't feel like Purdue was super far off of scoring 40 points. Because when their
0: offense is doing the things with Tracy and they spread it around the field and Hudson Card rolls out and he can find somebody open when their offensive line does the job, and I'm just so frustrated. Sorry.
1: Yeah, but hey, let's talk about some more positives. Dion Burks got back in the action after a couple quiet games, six receptions, 73 uh, yards. I really feel like... Graham Harrell went out of his way to sort of try to make him more of the center point of the offense, moved him around some, found some matchups, and uh, really went back to him. And, uh, man, that guy, it's, he's, he's not very big, but he's a playmaker. Wide receiving core
0: looks really good with a couple of smaller, shiftier guys for sure. And then, um, and and then
1: Yassine, right? Yassine's yeah. sort of playing the role of the uh, of the sort of big outside receiver in another four four receptions uh 62 yards 15 and a half i mean he catches it and falls down but like it's 15 yards down the field and that's that's good for us yeah right i'd rather i'd rather
0: somebody catch it and fall down than churn out extra yards and get hit by somebody who weighs 60 more pounds than they do and cough up the ball
1: that's true that's true
0: Oh, fumbles
1: we didn't fumble it as many times this game.
0: Yeah, Ryan Walters even mentioned uh, that they worked really hard on cleaning up ball security issues in practice, so that was good to see. Good yeah, to see.
1: Very good. Not not that's improvement. We're we're improving. We're we're shooting for that. Not as many fumbles. Finding
0: new and creative ways to avoid taking that shotgun barrel to your foot.
1: Right. Okay. Uh, And then Hudson card. those two interceptions, that first interception was uh, bougie. I didn't like it. I thought that that was pass interference on Wisconsin. Yeah, the one at the end of the half. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it didn't really matter. I would like to see his receiver fight a little harder with, uh, with the defensive back, honestly, if they're... You're gonna know, say they're both That's playing true. the ball, but uh, still, I thought that was mokey. that wasn't Card's fault anyway. No. Sort of a hail mary. Um, that second one, oh man! If you go back and look at the tape, it was just it was just a. I can't tell who made the wrong read. You know, probably neither of them made the wrong read. They just made a different read, um, and instead, Hudson Card threw. It looked like maybe the corner out, and uh, and the receiver may have run into the post. That's why it was such a wide-open, you know, flutter as he tried to anticipate that throw. And he either guessed wrong or the receiver ran wrong. I don't know. Um, But um, that was just one of those... It's not even necessarily that he was throwing into coverage. It was just the guy that he was throwing to didn't go where he was supposed to go. Yeah,
0: well, and I mean, you always have to worry about Communication issues, I mean on both sides of the ball, but communication issues on the offense with first-year head coach, new offensive coordinator, basically totally renovated staff, and a lot of transfer players in, and guys switching positions. Those things are going to happen, and it sucks, but they're going to. Um, That said, I mean... i I was joking earlier but i mean if if purdue can continue to find ways to stop self-sabotaging like cleaning up ball security next thing on my list would please be no more uh just touchdown negating uh uh,
1: penalties um holding calls specifically right it's like really hard to get into the end zone like maybe like we should make them count like (laughs) like when we do that we should make that count for six points instead of like a loss of fifteen yards yeah. or ten yards. So
0: participation points for getting to the red zone.
1: Yeah, I mean, it seems like a lot of work, like you run so hard to get into the end zone, and then you just have to sort of take that sad walk back to like the thirty-five. Yeah. Well, again, dude, though, new
0: new coaching staff, new transfer quarterback as well. These things are gonna happen. Yeah. And that's what I keep saying. Maybe it's out of just stupid optimism but maybe it's out of I do know some things about how football is played and I really do think over the course of this season this team is going to go on a winning streak at some point and look quite decent and look like they're a team that can win a bowl game even if that's like one of the lower lower level bowl games we're kind of at that point already unfortunately where that's the hope but I think this team is capable of just making things click Go on, a, going on a winning streak. It's gonna happen eventually, and if it doesn't happen this year, like don't give up on Ryan Walters. He's 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 doing a good job, and I can preach, I can preach, I can preach. tell you that just from seeing years and years at different schools of coaching changes preach. and the adaptations that are necessary with coaching changes, personnel changes of any level. Um, don't don't give up on on this team.
1: Yeah, tell tell them about the first year Kirby's first year. Tell them. Oh, uh, that was career. my
0: that was my senior year of college, uh, and we opened. I was at the the Georgia Dome. Rest in peace as they were building Mercedes Benz Stadium. Uh, yeah. uh, we started off the year with a win, great uh, against uh, North Carolina in the Georgia Dome. That was the Mitch Trubisky year, That's so uh, soft. That's so soft. and yeah, UNC's soft as soft as uh, yeah. I'm going to censor oh, myself. Yeah. Yep. Um, and Kirby went, I think. 7 and 5? No, 8 and 4, and then I think we lost the bowl game so 8 and 5. And Kirby Smart just won two national championships.
1: Yeah, see so what we're saying is Ryan Walters is definitely going to build an incredible juggernaut of unstoppable players and just put out like entire NFL defenses year after stranger things have happened. <sighs> But, but no, maybe, I, maybe. I, I love Ryan
0: Walters as a guy with, honestly, like a 10-2, a 11-1 ceiling. Um, and as somebody who's been familiar with Purdue football but hasn't started covering it until the past year or so, I mean, I grew up thinking of Purdue, uh, especially uh, in, in those uh, early 2000s, as like a constantly 9-3 and 3 team. And that's great. Dude, I, I was happy when Georgia was going 9-3 and in some of our injury-plagued years, and then when we had... Georgia was the worst 10-win football team of all time under Brian Schottenheimer the year Mark Rip got fired in 2015. This... And, and quote me on that. Georgia is the worst 10-win team of all time in 2015. These things take time, guys. Purdue will be in that double-digit win bracket very soon. Ryan Walters knows what he's doing. He's been around the block. He's coached everywhere. And there's a reason why he's, he's 37. He's born in 85. Yeah. So 30, 37 or 38 years old. I don't know what his birthday is. There's a reason why he's a head coach at 37.
1: Y'all, Garrett's getting down like a Pentecostal preacher in here. It's getting, it's getting he's stomping around. You're going to feel the train Yeah, he's, he's, coming he's, down that track. Whew, all right. So, anyways, that's Garrett, uh, Garrett going full in on Ryan Walters. Ryan, if you're listening, that's, uh, Garrett Sherman. um, you know, he's available, uh, he might write some songs for you. Or I used to
0: live in Boulder County, you did too.
1: Oh, yeah, we're going to talk about that. <laughs> anyways, um, the Boilermakers moving on this week into <laughs> in the Ryan Walters Bowl, uh, does it, is it true that if Illinois wins, Ryan Walters has to go push their defense for the rest of the season? Is I don't think tradesies work like that. No? Uh, I thought I thought we, that's not how that works. Okay, okay. So never given high, what I just said
0: about him, I'm glad it doesn't. And yeah, so, if that were to happen.
1: Well, I was going to discuss that at the end, so I don't even know what to say now. Um, so I guess we're not playing for Ryan Walters against Illinois, but kind of we are really for him. Because... I think it would be nice if he were to bit, bri- uh, beat Bert Bielna. Brett? Bert, Bert, Brett? <laughs> yeah, no, those memes were great. Uh,
0: I, man, I don't think this is like, again, I don't think any game this season is like a make or break for him, but I think this is setting up the stage because I'm a theatrical person. It sets up the stage for a perfect, like, first big win at home. It's your second conference game. You lost your first conference game. It's it would be very poetic. It'd be very awesome. I think it happens, but the, every time I predicted Purdue to win this year, I was incorrect. So. All right, hold
1: on, Gary. We can't we can't give too much away because we're gonna to have to do the prediction show uh, coming up on uh, what's that Friday? I think we will be out on Friday, so we gotta keep keep 'em one more. It's uh, you know. What, the country songs don't
0: keep them coming back? Man, what else can I do? So anyways,
1: um, I think we're just going to go ahead and wrap it up. Um, We're going to be back talking about this uh, impending Illinois game. Um, And, uh, you know, Garrett's going to sing another song for you, maybe. Um, You know, he is a professional musician. Last thing
0: I have to say, just remember, everybody, Purdue is going to be pretty dang good
1: again. He was a very confident man with a very nice mustache. And on that, um, we will say good night or good afternoon, good morning, wherever y'all are. Whenever you're listening. Y'all come back now. You hear